RHS English Revision Podcast, Hotel Room 12th Floor by Norman McCaig. In this podcast, I'm going to talk you through some of the poetic techniques McCaig uses in his poem. I'll begin with an overview of the themes of the poem, as well as a comment on structure and tone. Following this, I'll examine some specific images and show how they contribute to the theme and tone. None of this should be new to you. You should use it to consolidate what you already know. Some people learn more easily by doing. If you think it might help, you could annotate a blank copy of the poem whilst listening to the podcast. First, we should think about the themes of the poem. The speaker in McCaig's poem is watching the city of New York from an hotel room. As the poem progresses, the figure begins to consider topics that are much more complex than the view out of the hotel window. The themes of the poem are the fear of the unknown and the division between civilization and savagery. These themes are also seen in McCaig's poem Brooklyn Cop and the novel we have been studying, William Golding's Lord of the Flies. Like many of McCaig's poems, this is a metaphysical text. McCaig, though beginning with an everyday idea, a figure standing in a hotel room, soon ruminates on the nature of society and a proximity of savagery and violence. This structure, a development from a concrete example to a far more complex and difficult concept, is mirrored in Brooklyn Cop and other poems by McCaig. Having established the themes, we need to consider how successfully McCaig has examined them through his use of poetic techniques. The title. The title itself gives clues to McCaig's themes. The factual hotel room, 12th floor, conjures up numerous connotations. A hotel is a place that is not home, it's not your natural habitat, it's something foreign, something different. It can at times be exciting and new, but it is, crucially, not a person's base. In a hotel, people are compartmentalised, they exist in individual units. This is of course true of a person's home, but the feeling of anonymity is more focused within a hotel. If you are a visitor to an hotel, you are transient, just passing through. This fits with McCaig's theme of a fear of the unknown. If you are not home, you are not entirely at ease with your surroundings. Here the twelfth floor becomes more relevant. If you are on the twelfth floor of an hotel, you do not literally or figuratively have your feet on the ground. This feeling is an important one in the poem, as a persona's fear seems, at times, to be based upon his dark interpretations of sounds from out there, the world outside the hotel room. The structure. The poem is broken into three stanzas. The first examines the sights from the hotel room window. The second considers the sounds from the city. And the third, a philosophical statement, sees the persona concluding the midnight and its darkness is unstoppable. The tone of the poem, though initially light-hearted and playful, is predominantly pessimistic and despairing. The structure of the initial stanza demonstrates this. The first half of the stanza sees the speaker casting a casual eye across the city during daytime. The second half finds him despondently accepting the onslaught of night. On the page, stanzas 1 and 2 are mirror images, each consisting of 9 lines. The final stanza, by comparison, is far shorter, running for only 3 lines. This succinct ending seems appropriate as, by this point, the speaker is delivering his ground conclusion. No staircase can keep the midnight out. Having considered theme, structure and tone, let's look at stanza 1 more closely. 
The first thing we notice about the speaker is that he is a passive observer. This morning I watched from here. He's not a part of the action, being separated from the events within the city by the distance from the room to the ground. This might well show why he is so utterly despairing by the conclusion of the poem. He is helpless. Whilst we couldn't possibly suggest this from simply reading the first line for the first time, we can certainly interpret it in this way, having read to the very end. The first image is, typically of McCaig, a playful one. The speaker describes a helicopter skirting like a damaged insect the Empire State Building. This idea of an aircraft as an insect is reminiscent, in a way, of the classic scene from the movie King Kong. Kong, having climbed the building, spots the attacking planes as if they were flies. The choice of the simile is appropriate for conveying the impact of the city upon the speaker. Just as a damaged insect is fragile, delicate and in danger of being destroyed, so too the speaker feels oppressed and threatened when in the city. Next to the Empire State Building, something as large as a helicopter becomes, rather suddenly, entirely insignificant. This is a darker edge to McCaig's image. While superficially light-hearted, it hints at something altogether more sobering. The important thing to recognise here is that poetic techniques are not merely flung onto the page for decoration. Not in this example at least. A critical essay should examine why techniques are used and the effect they have upon the reader. It is not sufficient to simply state that this simile is used to compare a helicopter to an insect. This comparison allows us to understand the effect of the city upon the speaker. It is vital to recognise this. A poor response would simply rattle off examples of imagery in McCaig's poem. A higher response goes on to suggest what they reveal about the tone and theme of poem. Whilst this simile is relatively playful, the following metaphor suggests a more frightened or despairing tone. The Empire State Building, that jumbo-sized dentist drill. McCaig compares a landmark to something that to most has connotations of fear and agony. This building is something in the foreign landscape that the speaker recognises. It is a thing that should reassure them that they are not completely lost. It becomes, however, something that he shrinks from. It is a menacing and intimidating structure. I mentioned earlier that the two themes of the poem were the fear of the unknown and a balance between civilization and savagery. This metaphor serves to illustrate these ideas effectively. Even something vaguely familiar oppresses the speaker. This great symbol of America, an icon of civilization, becomes savage. Just as this helicopter scuttered it, gingerly edging past, so too the speaker himself seems to recoil from its presence. Though vaguely pessimistic, the opening section of the first stanza, lines 1 to 5, is not wholly negative. The poet is describing morning, after all. It seems appropriate that, as a setting is bathed in daylight, so too the speaker remembers some faint glimmer of optimism defined at least by his lack of absolute despair. The light-hearted imagery supports this. There is a signpost to point out the end of this hope, however, as the speaker declares, but now midnight has come in from foreign places. The contrast between light and dark is important here. It is the division between day and night, darkness and light which, for the speaker at least, separates civilization from savagery. Midnight as a visitor is an important idea. 
coming from foreign places, and it is somewhat ironic that this visitor, the speaker, is so terrified by something that is also just visiting. Having established the setting so fluently, mentioning the landmarks of the city, the Empire State Building and the Pan Am skyscraper, the otherness of foreign places is apparent. Foreign places are alien to us, unusual and difficult to get to grips with. For this speaker at least, foreign places are things that terrify the fear of the unknown. Midnight as a person, seen here travelling to the city, is an extended metaphor. Having established the idea, McKay continues to explore it through the following stanza. An extended metaphor can be used to emphasise a particular idea. Its use, in this instance, giving a personality to Midnight, suggests that the speaker's fear is based upon his belief that Midnight is a malevolent entity. As the first stanza concludes, McKay personifies the night. Its uncivilised darkness is shot at by a million lit windows all ups and acrosses. This illustrates the theme of civilization versus savagery neatly. Darkness and midnight are the antithesis of civilization. They are the absence of society. Just as darkness is the absence of light, so too midnight is the lack of civilization. Midnight is personified as something base, something rudimentary, uncouth and ill-mannered. Whilst at the start of the stanza the buildings of the city were overwhelming and threatening, illustrated through McCaig's simile as he described the helicopter, here they become something less oppressive. The darkness is shot at by a million lit windows. It is almost as if the buildings are fighting a rearguard action against night. We recognise the futility of this action. The onset of midnight and darkness are inevitable. This might explain the speaker's pessimism. The final image of this stanza, the lit windows described as all ups and acrosses, provides a link, once again, to the fear of the unknown. McKay gives us a visual of the scene, numerous squares of light against a background of blackness. This might suggest a crossword puzzle, difficult to solve at the best of times, but well nigh impossible without any clues. The pessimistic observer, already fearful at the coming of the darkness, must accept the futility of attempting to decipher the enigma that is the city at night. To not know something might be unsettling. To see no way of beginning to comprehend it is, for this observer, a terrifying situation. In summary, stanza 1 introduces the themes of the poem and shifts the tone from one that is light-hearted to one that is pessimistic. The sense that McCaig appeals to the most is a sense of sight. The speaker, during daytime, is able to discern his surroundings. At night, this is not the case. It is testament to McCaig's skill as a poet that, in just nine lines, he's allowed us to explore the personality of the character and the impact of the setting upon him. His use of simile, metaphor and personification engage us, acting as catalysts that stimulate our thinking and deepen our understanding of the central concerns of the text. In stanza 2, the succinct opening line, but midnight is not so easily defeated, reinforces the speaker's defeated tone. Midnight is not merely a visitor. It is personified as a foe, someone to be battled. The battery of lit windows is insufficient to stave off the darkness. It is inevitable. The first thing to notice, after this line, is the complete absence of light-hearted imagery. McCaig's focus in this stanza is the speaker's feeling of being utterly overwhelmed, surrounded and without hope. 
Whilst in the morning the speaker must have been at the window surveying the cityscape, here we find him lying in bed between a radio and a television set. These items are symbols of human achievement. Their great technological advances a representation of a success of our modern civilization. McCake has included these items deliberately as he juxtaposes these symbols with all the sounds which disturb the speaker. Balanced against civilization, technological advances, is savagery, the violence in the streets. The dominant sense in this stanza is sound. In the blackness, the speaker's sight is useless and he reports on what he hears and how he interprets these sounds. I'm afraid that's as much as I have for this podcast so far. I hope that what you have here is useful and I wish you the best luck in your exams.